0: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد كتاب الأذكار باب الفضل الذكر والحث عليه قال الله تعالى ولا ذكر الله اكبر وقال الله تعالى فاذكروني اذكركم وقال الله تعالى وذكر ربك في نفسك تذرعا وخيفة ودون الجهر من القول بالغدو والاصيل ولا تكن من الغافلين وقال الله تعالى وذكر الله كثيرا لعلكم تفلحون وقال الله تعالى ان المسلمين والمسلمات الى قوله تعالى والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أَعَدَّ اللَّهُ لَهُمَّ اَغْفِرَةً وَأَجْرًا عَظِيمًا وَقَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ يَا إِيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا ذِكُرُوا اللَّهَ ذِكْرًا كَثِيرًا وَمَسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا All praises to Allah and may His peace and blessings be upon His servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad ﷺ. This is the uh, Kitab al-Adhkar in uh, the Riyadh It's a relatively long uh, section and the chapter on the virtue of making the vicar of Allah Taala and uh, encouraging people uh, toward it. There's an entire continuum of there's like an entire continuum of words uh, that have to do with uh, uh, encouragement. Uh, the word hath is somewhere like I would say like so, somewhere like eight out of ten, nine out of ten on the on the scale. Uh, Tahreed is probably like the maximum, like to, to incite somebody to do something, right? And so, Tahreed, Allah Ta'ala commands the Prophet sallam, to make Tahreed the believers for what? That's another dars we can talk about later, inshallah. Uh, but Hath here is, is it means to vigorously encourage people um, to make the dhikr of Allah. And what does the word dhikr translate as? Uh, oftentimes people translate it as remembrance, but it means a couple of things. One, it means to remember after having forgotten. Another thing it means is to mention. Another thing it means is to honor. The dhikr of something is to honor that thing. إِنَّهُ لَذِكْرُ لَكَوَلِي قُوْمِكَ Here, the dhikr doesn't mean, uh, 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 it doesn't mean necessarily just a reminder. Uh, but the dhikr for your qawm is what? this is an honor. It's an honor for you and it's an honor for your qawm that Allah Ta'ala is saying that this uh, this revelation is an honor for you and it's an honor for your qawm. The qawm of the Prophet is who? It's not the Muslims. It's Arab. There are some people who want to make some kind of like weird like ethnic fight about whatever and no but the, the Arabs are the Ashraf of the Ummah amongst other Akhwam. Of course the Greatest form of sharaf a person can have is what well, is through taqwa to the fear of Allah subhanahu wa taala. So nothing will override that. But if taqwa is equal amongst things, there's sharaf that, that to be from the Qawm of the Prophet by the Nas of the Quran itself. But coming back to the issue of the or the the question of what does this the word vicar mean? One of the meanings of the vikar here is to honor Allah subhanahu wa taala. Allah taala uh, he says. This is, uh, you know, take the name of your Lord, honor the name of your Lord and cut off from everything else uh, completely. So this is the first issue. Uh, Ibn Allan writes in his Sharh, uh, quoting from uh, Al-Razi, Al-Muradu Bil-Dhikri, Dhikru L-Lisani, Al-Alfadu Al Dhalatu, Al-Tasbihi, Al-Tahmeidi, Al-Tamjid, Al-Dhikru al qalbi Al-Tafakkur, في أدلة الذات والصفات في أدلة التكاليف من الأمر والنهي حتى يطلع على, على أحكامها في أسرار المخلوقات, أو أسرار المخلوقات الله والذكر بالجوارح هو أن تصير مستغرقة في, في الطاعة He says that the meaning of Dhikr for the tongue is to say those words that indicate the meaning of Glorifying Allah's uh, transcendence above blemish and praise and His magnification. Uh, Tamjid means what? To to say about Allah Ta'ala that He is great uh, and to proclaim His magnification not for something He did but because He in His essence is worthy of that. Uh, And the meaning of dhikr in the heart is to ponder deeply. Over the signs uh, that, indicate, uh, the, 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 uh, that indicate the 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 that indicate the 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 who Allah is and what His attributes are, and over those signs that indicate uh, um, one's responsibilities in terms of commandments and prohibitions, uh, in order that a person might uh, be able to see. Uh, uh, not only what rulings those consti- are, are constituted thereof, but also what the the secrets and the mysteries and the benefits that are uh, 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 that are therein and, and the creation of Allah Taala. And hear the word secret and mystery. It's not like ooh, shut the lights off and like puff smoke and mirrors or whatever and like look, we're Sufis. Ooh, you know like. <laughs> It means what those things that like a dumb person won't, won't <coughs> figure out at first glance or a person who's not thinking about it won't, will not figure out at first glance a lot of things sound like a good idea until you think about it for two minutes the problem is that there's not a lot of people in the world who think about things for two minutes or even one uh and so that's what we mean by mysteries those things that like upon pondering certain things kind of become clear to you that weren't clear uh at first brush he says so that the vicar of the limbs is that the limbs should themselves be drowned, mistaqraqa? They should be completely drowned in the, uh, uh, in, in acts of obedience toward Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So the word, word zikr is not just like so we're gonna have al and then zikr, right? So you say Allah Allah for a while and then you go home. Zikr is more than that. Saying Allah Allah is part of that, but it's not. It's not the entire thing. Um, rather. It's an exercise in a particular form of dhikr, but the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Like, I remember one time I was in the Arabian Peninsula, and there was a shaykh who doesn't have a lot of good things to say about uh, Sufis, mashallah. Uh, and so, he said, Oh, you know, all these Sufis, they say that, you know, the dhikr is to, like, some like do some bid'ah and, like, sit in a room and, you know, just say, la ilaha illallah a thousand times, which I, it doesn't seem like bid'ah to me at all. Uh, but then again, I have read hadith, unlike some of them. But... Uh, uh, um, you know, he goes. He goes. No, but the zikr of Allah Taala is to remember Allah when you want to disobey Him. That's what's meant by the zikr of Allah. And the answer is, is the first part of what he said, I disagree with. The second part, I don't disagree with it. It's a bigger concept than just one thing. And so people sometimes they become also proud of themselves as well. Like I go to, you know, I go to zikr, and these people they don't make zikr, and because of that, you know, like I make zikr, and they don't. And the f- idea is that if you're going to the Zikr and you're doing all the stuff and you're saying all the things that you're supposed to say and you did a 1,000 times and 5,000 times and 10,000... And at the end of it, it's not affecting you at all. Uh, that's obviously something wrong has happened here. It doesn't mean necessarily that doing that is bad, but it means that it's not may not be working the way it's supposed to work. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, like, life is complicated. So maybe a person... Makes zikr and they still commit sins and so it says, oh, look the zikr has been a waste of my time for the last like whatever so many years who knows maybe if you weren't sitting in that medjus you would have been doing something else you would have been you know you're just like smoking weed you would have been like um, addicted to heroin by now i don't know there's all sorts of like qual- you know qualitative to quantitative uh, things nothing you do has no effect everything has some effect uh you may not be getting the job done in that sense uh but it's not that it's it's empty of of good effect uh, as we'll mention uh, shortly in one of the ayat that uh, that, that form the preface of this chapter, but uh, the idea is that it's all of these things together. A person should have a holistic understanding, and not play them off one part against the other. Which is actually one of the uh, one of the one of the main loving objections I have against many of the more uh, uh, many of the more muscular uh, proselytizers. From our brothers from the uh, you know, government sponsored scholarship of the Arabian Peninsula of the last you know, couple of decades, is that uh, look, things are not simple. The well goes very deep. So something may have a meaning on a particular level in a particular context, and it has another meaning in a different level in a different context. And this is actually part of the understanding of the Quran being, and the Prophet sallam, being, at the, the pinnacle of eloquence each in their own particular way that's befitting to them which is what you can say the same thing and it means something useful in a, a number of different contexts and it's not just pinned down this is one of the usul of the tafsir of the Quran is that even though an ayah may be revealed in a particular time in a particular place in a particular context and it's important to know what those things are in order to understand the ayah but the meaning of the ayah is universal it's not just pinned to that time, place and context you can't say oh this was revealed for this It's not, it has nothing to do no it does have a meaning somewhere else it does have a meaning in this world it has a meaning in this century it has a meaning in this land it has a meaning in the the grave it has a meaning in jannah it has a meaning in jahannam all of them maybe actually indicate some different reality or some seemingly different reality but they're all tied through you know uh, there's a thread that ties through them uh, uh, that has to do with like a, a deeper meaning it's connected uh, with the with the Sifat of allah ta'ala with the Sifat of his kalam in particular and so it's important not to just be like oh this one thing and therefore not the other it could be both of them at the same time it could very well not be but there's a possibility that there you know there's a, a kind of a continuum between generality and specificity uh, 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 and universality and particularity that uh, it could be all of that at the same time and it is what he said is in that sense what he said about what the vikr of allah is not wrong it's also a very important part of the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq. I mean, in some sense, that's one of the intended fruits of sitting and saying, Allah, Allah, in a dark room or whatever, is that that will reverberate in your head when it's time to sin. And it will uh, mitigate, if not obviate, uh, 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 the power that a person has, uh, or the weakness that a person has uh, in order to perform such a sin. So Allah Ta'ala says, well, akbar, uh, In Surah An-Kabut, and that the indeed the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala is greater. إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ تنها عَنِ الفحشة وَالْمُنْكَرِ ذِكُرُ akbar. Indeed the salat uh, prevents a person from indecency and from uh, sin. And the remembrance of Allah is greater. Uh, so the question comes up, which is that I know plenty of people pray five times a day and they commit all kinds of indecency and sin. So what does this verse mean for, you know, what does it mean? And the most basic, base meaning of it is what, at least while you're praying, you cannot be committing zinats. It's not valid, like it'll break the prayer, right? While you're committing, while you're praying, you cannot steal things. It's amal kathir, like you, it'll break the prayer, right? So at least for those, like whatever, 15 minutes in the day that the 17 of for the prayer in aggregate take for someone who like rushes through their prayers. At least for that amount of time, you're not actually doing something. That's classifiable as fahsha and munkar Like outwardly uh, So that's, you know But the idea is that the prayer should be more than that That's great That's a good start No one can say that they came away from the salat empty handed, right? Uh, but uh, it should be more It should be more than that And it says, well, the akbar so the meaning of the dhikr akbar is uh, First of all uh, It is that the fact that you remember Allah in the prayer Is actually more important than the the, the, the mechanics of the fiqh Or the the mechanics of the standing And ruku and sitting And sajda and all of these other things um, But uh, it also has It ha- also has deeper It also has a, a Deeper meaning uh, It means that uh, The fact that you That Allah remembers you Is greater than the fact that you remember Allah Ta'ala which is connected with the next ayah that he mentions that Allah Most High said, So remember me, I will remember you. That when you pray, uh, Allah Ta'ala, it's his, his remembrance of you that allows you to remember Him. It's His selecting you that allows you to pray. Uh, it, it's His selecting you that allows you to come to the Salat. And so in that sense, a person should have some longing to the Salat. That this is a mu'id that a person has with the Rabb wa Taala. That they should want to come to it. That the adhan is something that the Rab Ta'ala is calling me to His house, uh, and it shouldn't be shut out or it shouldn't be something that people treat as an annoyance or as a nuisance. As for the rest of it, Allah knows that you're tired, or that you haven't eaten yet, or that you're getting late for work, or that you're, you know, or you're lazy. You know, like you're tired, not in a way that like there's this justifiable, but still it's a thing, right? There's some impediment. He knows all of those things. Uh, and yet he still called you that, that should put some feeling in a person's heart even if they're not like the most like all together like Imam Ghazali reward for ilm and taqwa recipient you know like you still should at least feel something you know when you remember that that fact that despite all of that you're still you know that you still have this this uh, with Allah Ta'ala that the idea that you're getting called to the prayer is because he's remembering you and a sign that that may not be the case is when the thought crosses a person's mind that why do I have to pray so much Some people have these thoughts as well. Why do I have to keep doing? Why do I have to keep praying? Why do I have to fast? It's so so difficult. I'm, you know, like being Muslim is hard. Why is it so hard? Blah, blah, blah. You know, if you don't really, if you really don't want it, uh, oftentimes these thoughts cross our head. And also, there's a continuum of thoughts that are like from something that is just like static, uh, that has really nothing to do with something you're generating from yourself out of your own volition, to something that's, uh, something that's like 100% you believe in, you have firm conviction on. And so, uh, you know, once you get to the thought of, like, why do I have to pray so much, gets to firm conviction. It's uh, in, not in a fiqhi sense, but in a uh, spiritual sense. It's kufr, which is a problem, because the spiritual sense is what you, Yom al you're going to have to, you know, have in order to get into Jannah. Because, you know, Allah doesn't care what, like, Mufti so-and-so says about your Iman on that day. He sees Yom sarair right? al is the Qalb right, that on that day the, the hearts will be tested, it will show what, what what's inside of them, so that's a problem, that's a problem, if a person's on that continuum somewhere and the thought crosses their mind, it may the thought may not even be from you yourself, it could be from your circumstances, it could be from what other people said to you, it could be from the howl of the people who are around you, it could be from just shaitan, just saying it in your head and you heard it, you know, like, not ear heard it, but like mentally you, you uh, you processed what he said to you or what his suggestion was. And so uh, what a person should say to themselves is remind themselves that what, what skin is it off of your back that the Rabb ta'ala loves you and he called you to the prayer and so many other people aren't coming. That's what you should tell tell yourself. Because if you entertain that thought, like, why do I have to pray? If you don't want to, then don't. You know, you don't have to. There are a lot of people who don't pray. Even there are a lot of people that will go to Jannah one day, They don't they don't pray. The the, the, the the preponderant position of the Ahl sunnah jamaah is that leaving the prayer even on purpose is not kufr. Even for those who say it is kufr, a person can always accept Islam again, so to speak. So it's semantic, most people, you know, nobody's going to die like in their last breath. It's like, and yes, I'm not going to pray. Like, you know, people will regret it on their, in their dying breath. So in that sense, it, 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 it's closer to something like a semantic difference in, in some ways. Um, the idea is, is what is that a person should you know, say this thing to themselves that you know that akbar uh, based on fatkurun azkurukum that the fact that Allah is remembering me and calling to me to the saat is like a really good thing, it's a really nice thing rather than uh, thinking about like well I'm going to make this much zikr I'm going to remember Allah this much I'm going to do this I'm going to do that like yeah but but like I said like we mentioned that the things have like like meanings that go deeper and deeper that the fact that Allah Ta'ala uh, remembers you uh, is a bigger, a much bigger thing than you remembering Him Jalla wa'ala Allah Ta'ala said in Surah Al-A'raf one of the cornerstones of, uh, of the understanding of uh, uh, of the Vicar of Allah Ta'ala amongst the amongst the Kiram. he says then remember your Lord in your very in your very self, in your very being the word nafs can mean a number of things. It can mean breath. It can mean uh, uh, um, blood. Right, Nifas is like the postnatal bleeding. Nafas, it means breath. And the nifas is the postnatal bleeding that a woman has after delivering a child. Uh, and it can mean that. That it can mean something, its own identity in its very self. Here, that's what's being meant. That remember Allah Ta'ala in your very being. Uh, someone says well why do you say that you're just trying to be like Sufi and like whatever like exaggerate right uh, he says uh, he says wa he says in humility and in awe and fear min something that's even more subtle than than speech than speaking saying something out loud this is the dalil that it's not the breath that what is it it's something that's inside a person's that it's inside of their their that uh, in the by by the uh, the different times of the day by the uh, uh, morning time and by the evening time and don't be from amongst uh, uh, don't be from amongst the uh, from the morning time and the the beginning of the day and the end of the day and don't be from amongst the heedless uh, this means that you're obliged to remember Allah Ta'ala all the time and it indicates the idea that the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala takes many different forms it's not it's not just a salat it's not just you know like cuz a person's like oh you know the dhikr of Allah what, what's meant by it is what is uh, 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 stopping yourself when it's time to, you know, sin. By how many times are you presented with the opportunity of sin? That you're doing it You know, like it's it's, That's part of it. The idea is that the dhikr of Allah has a form that's appropriate for a person in every, in every uh, moment that they exist in. And this is part of the genius, this is part of the genius of Islam. Uh, of of not only the commandments of Allah Ta'ala But in particular how the Rasul Sallallahu Was commanded to explain them And how he explained them And how he gave an example for them That there's really no time that a person is Like away from Islam For anything, ever And there are some people who are allergic to this zikr and They say, The one who fears Allah Ta'ala that person will 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 uh, uh, take the tafkir, right? Say a thakrulyani bi uh mujarrad bil mubalaga. It's an emphatic form of of, of dhikr. The person who fear, fears Allah ta'ala will emphatically remember him. Wa say and the wretched will will try to stay the hell away from it. And Lavi Yaslan Kusum sah that's that's not a nice way of translating it. Look what's the next ayah. الَّذِي Literally the person will like, will stay the hell away from it. Until that Jahannam becomes the place where they neither uh, die nor are they quite alive. And so uh, the idea is that, uh, the idea is that, yeah, there are going to be people who push it away from, you know, with a 10 foot pole. Uh, many of them are our own friends and relatives Or even people in the masjid Which doesn't make any sense to me But here we are, right? Uh, I, I remember uh, when me and your Abdullah, when me and your mother were getting married Right? In one of the parties, one of the many parties Before uh, the wedding happened For like the bazillion relatives Right? Uh, she had called a one of her uh, sheikhs from the madrasa One of her teachers And so out of respect they said Okay, you talk about some some, some, whatever, some pertinent topic of deen, you know, uh, for the gathering. And I remember my mother <laughs> and one of your mother's relatives were talking smack afterwards. Look, like, it's supposed to be a wedding. People are talking about moltenness and that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> some people, <laughs> it's just, they can't. So don't be that person. Allah, guide all of them, mashallah. Mm. Allah, guide them all. They're all good people right people whatever slip up sometimes the insinuation the shaitan puts in a person's head is so strong that it causes a person to say something that they mean upon examination and like you know explanation and questioning be like yeah maybe that wasn't what i wanted to say at the time right but uh you know now that we're here take the lesson take the lesson from it don't be those people If you hear someone squawking, you know, like that's really it's their problem. There's ways of dealing with it. If those ways are beyond your uh, bandwidth to deal with, then don't worry about it. That's a separate lesson how to deal with it. Whether you deal with it or don't deal with it at all, at least for yourself, you're supposed to deal with yourself. Don't be that person. Don't allow yourself to be that person. Rather, embrace the the deen, how it gives a person an opportunity to remember Allah Ta'ala and never be. Uh, removed from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because there are people you know and there are people it's going to aggravate them it's just kind of the way it is don't worry about that you make your own decision is this what I want to do if you want to do it then you know it's a free you know it's a free for them from their you know aqaid it's a free country go do what you want you know like, get off my back Allah Ta'ala says and remember in Surah Al-Jumu'ah uh, and remember Allah Ta'ala uh, uh, plentifully so that you may uh, be, so that you may be those who attain success or happiness. The success and happiness here is not necessarily with your 401k, uh, but it's with uh, uh, with what that you have the falah abadi that you enter Jannah forever. Uh, Allah Ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Ahzab a number of different uh, attributes, praiseworthy attributes uh, uh, amongst people indeed, those who, men who submit and those women who submit to him, and he mentions a number of praiseworthy attributes until he gets to the, the the ultimate one, which is those who remember Allah plentifully. Uh, uh, those men who remember Allah plentifully and those uh, such women. The idea is, is that it's not just zikr; it's dhikr kathir. It's a lot. How come you have to do it all? No, it's a lot. It's a lot. Everything is the zikr of Allah Taala. Um, I find it very interesting. I find it very interesting that the zikr of Allah Taala has permeated every single thing, and this is one of the reasons that kind of like the weird like bidah OCD people have. Well, this is not. This is not. You know, like there should be zikr for something. There should be zikr for everything. There should be zikr like there should be zikr for when you drink coffee. Someone says bidah. The coffee didn't exist in the time of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes, so we'll say that whatever, if you're, you know, whenever you say coffee, you say Alhamdulillah because you like it so much, or you say Bismillah because it's something to drink, or whatever. If you do it in a particularly different way and then another, then you cannot say that you're not making the dhikr of Allah ta'ala properly. But the idea is that it's something that you do, it's something that you get benefit from, it's a good thing, you have a good intention with it, you should remember Allah ta'ala. That's a sunnah. Whatever the thing may be, if the thing exists or doesn't exist, the Rasulullah. And the point is, the Quran was not like supposed to be like Wikipedia, that's filled with particulars. Well, Wikipedia is a bad example because a lot of the information is bogus. But like, imagine if it was all good information. It's just a lot of it, right? A lot could have done that. It's not difficult. But the genius of the Quran is what? Is it teaches you a lot of things that that overload of information will not allow. Uh, people to benefit from. The idea is whatever it is, if the set form you know, has a set of parameters in which is acceptable and it makes sense, the point is you should remember Allah Ta'ala for everything. And you should remember Allah Ta'ala in everything. And uh, don't consider that to be a bid'ah just because something you're remembering Allah Ta'ala on a particular occasion that didn't exist in the time of the Prophet Wasallam. The point is that he He's the one who taught us the, Allah Ta'ala Himself Is the one who taught us With right? wadkur uh, Remember Allah Ta'ala Plentifully this is, Because those people who do that They're the ones who are going to uh, Be people of falah um, And, and uh, 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 Those men who remember Allah Plentifully And such women Allah is prepared for them Forgiveness And a great reward And so that's what it is It means that you know, because we cannot get into a time machine and go live in Medina like 1400 years ago, so whatever we have around us this is what we have to work with we remember Allah Ta'ala with those things and of course, if there's not a specific set form transmitted by the Prophet we don't beat other people up or say, this is right and that's wrong or whatever. And then maybe we can screw it up. Sometimes we do it in a weird way or a wrong way that somebody, some, somebody says, you know, SubhanAllah, where the occasion is more like, A'udhu Billah, uh, or <laughs> you can talk amongst yourself about those things, right? The idea is that if you're remembering Allah that's a good thing. And that's, that's the track that you want to be on. That's the lesson for today. And the rest of the details can be litigated in, in, in uh, a more uh, proper uh, uh, context. Uh, and Allah Ta'ala says, uh, O you who believe, remember Allah Ta'ala plentifully and glorify His praises, exalt His praises above, uh, sorry, exalt Him above d- defect uh, by uh, morning and by uh, evening its a hadith narrated both in bukhari and in muslim and a variant of it is the last hadith of sahih bukhari which is that there are two there are two words or two utterances that are light on the tongue and heavy in the scale pans. And they are beloved to the most merciful. Uh, exalted Allah ta'ala above blemish uh, and uh, by his praise. Exalted Allah, uh, the magnificent above blemish. SubhanAllah, wa bihamdihi, subhanAllah al a person, go at it, you can say, سُبْحَانَ subhanallah bihamdihi, Subhanallah, That they're light on the tongue and they're heavy in the scale pans. One of the re- one of the reasons the Muhadithin mentioned that the Prophet وسلم, made made... Uh, well, let me rephrase that. One of the reasons the Muhadithin mentioned that Bukhari picked this hadith of the Prophet وسلم, as the last uh, hadith in his sahih, jami'ah sahih, is as a... Kind of like a kind of act of defiance and indignance toward the Mu'tazila who considered the mizan on the day of judgment to be a metaphor for God's justice. So, why does Allah need to weigh things? You know, so the mizan is just a metaphor for justice. He says, No, first of all, what's your karina? what's your dalil for that? If there was actually a scale pan on the day of judgment, does it violate any of Allah's sifat uh, that He? Uh, made bayan for himself in his Qur'an, that he explained for himself in his Qur'an. No. And if you look at the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, there are a number of hadith that seem to indicate there actually will be scale pan there that, that deeds are weighed in. Uh, but the idea is that this will be heavy in the scale pan, and the fun fact is that uh, because people consider it to be light, uh, uh, inshallah, we should hope that... It's something that's even heavier for the person who says it with iman and with conviction, and we'll see a number of hadith in the same vein. وَعَنْهُ قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ So, Rasulullah said uh, that for me to say, Subhanallah. Subhanallah means what? Exalted is Allah Taala above blemish, above any sort of defect. He's exceedingly far, unreachably far away from uh, from any uh, from any defect, uh, for any weakness. Um, that that for me to say Subhanallah, and Alhamdulillah, and praise be to Allah, and there's no God except for Allah. La ilaha illallah, Wallahu akbar, and that Allah Taala is greater than 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 all things. It's more beloved to me than the entire. Uh, the, the entire entirety of what the sun rises over, uh, and so this is again something that is very 100 percent against. Forget about what oftentimes we grow up hearing in our own homes. It's actually even against what m- most of our masajids are preaching right now. Obviously, not Salaam masha'allah, allah ta'ala. You know, keep uh, keep 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 it uh, strong and in its protection, and, and make its face uh, go throughout the uh, uh, time and space, um, but that's why it's a special place. Because there are many masajid. They'll say that. They'll, they, literally, you'll get, you'll get up into the jama'ah, and you know some people think Islam is just sitting in, like you know, like saying subhanallah a thousand times, stuff. Allah. You know, like this is why the ummah is backwards. No, it's not. No, it's not. Are there other things to do? Absolutely, 100 percent. If someone is sitting in the masjid and saying subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, while the house is on fire, probably not the best thing to do. But you know what? That guy is doing something still useful. It may not be the exact thing to do at the time. And you guys are watching TikTok and doom scrolling, you know, through God knows all sorts of weird fawahish and munkarat, and the house is still on fire. So this is a very, it's a very silly way of looking at things. It's a very silly way of looking at things. The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that for me to say this, you know, this, subhanallah. And what is this? Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah. This is the tasbih of the malaika. This is one of the adhkar of the of the angels. Uh, and this is why it's, for example, for the person who comes into the masjid after the after Fajr has been prayed or after Asr has been prayed, um, for them, according to the jamhur, uh, that instead of the Tahiyatul Masjid. A person should say the tasbih al-Malaika four times. Why it's it's an act of worship. All of the ritual ibadat that are there in Islam, all of them uh, are things that the angels do. Or they're trying to approximate things that the angels are are doing. This includes the fast, this includes hajj, this includes uh, the salat itself, all of the positions of the salat, rukur, sajda, qiyam. All of these things, all of these different adhkar, these are all things that the angels do. And this is one of the beauties of the believer: is that, despite being trapped in, you know, in this in this world with certain physical uh, with certain physical uh, um, entailments that resemble that of the animals, but you don't see animals trying to behave uh, like the angels. Some of them have the capacity for intelligence. Some of them have the capacity for goodness. Some of them exercise goodness. You see goodness in them. But n- none of them go too far out of their way in order to to do that. The Prophet وسلم, is saying what? That that's what we're reaching for. That For me to do that one time is greater than everything else in the world. Why is it that we even care that the house is on fire in the first place? It's what? That we have the house. We have our money. We have our families. We have our wives and children. We have our... Buildings, we have our food that we eat. We have business infrastructure, trade, all of these things that we have. They're all there in order to be, like the uh, the 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 lamp in which the the, the candle of the vicar of Allah Taala is kept and protected and housed and honored. And if it wasn't for the vicar of Allah Taala, if your entire life is just doom scrolling, it's better that the house burned down on you. So I say, ah stuff Look at this guy. Extremist stuff. What does he say? Look, but you can say that. At some point or another, the people who turn their back on the dhikr of Allah, Ta'ala, there's Jannah made for them. If you have a problem with that, you can go and call Allah Taala an extremist and write a like a article against him on Huffington Post or like Muslim Girl or something like that. Like that's up to you. You can do that if you want. That wasn't picking on our sisters, Mashallah. There are many many male allies that are happy to write the article as well. Uh, it's just a sickness in a type of t- thinking. It's a sickness in a type of thinking. This is what our this is what our civilization is. This is actually, sadly, this is one of the great f- failures and treacheries of Islam. The way it's taught in the time and the place that we live is that we belittle the vicar Allah Ta'ala to the point where people it's not readily apparent to most people anymore that this is the way it's supposed to be. That the maksud of all of your risk, the the the, the objective, the reason. The, the, the reason for all of the provision Allah gave you, for all the goodness that Allah gave you, is to what? Is to give you madad and to give you help and aid and support in your life of remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and not the other way around. Not the other way around. Otherwise, there are people who will have you believe that the only point of the salat is to teach you discipline and how to line up and how to be on time and how to be. Who cares about any of those things? If it wasn't for the Vicar of Allah Ta'ala, there's no difference between being on time and being late, or being disciplined, or being undisciplined. You know, it's really interesting, the kind of backward and convoluted fruit salad of thinking. I remember in Pakistan, someone, one of my wife's relatives brought to me, a young man from the neighborhood, who was like, ah, hadith, I don't believe in it. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool, I'll talk to him, why not? And so he's like, he's like, Astaghfirullah, this Sahih Bukhari is just filled with lies, I'm like, why do you say that? He goes, because uh, look at the things that are narrated in it. And and look at the things that are narrated in the books of hadith. I go, like you like examined the narrators and found them to be liars? No, no, you don't even have to do that. That's a waste of time. Like look at the, like stuff, like, there's a hadith that said the Prophet Sallallahu عليه وسلم one time urinated while standing. I go, the only reason you, there's like all the nations of the earth don't have a problem with urinating while standing. The only reason you think that it's a bad thing is because there's another hadith that Teaches you that the, this is not the sunnah of the Prophet so, and he did it in order to show that his jiz. Uh, uh, so the the reasoning it just becomes all this weird convoluted. Like this is one of the meanings of yahdibi kathiran wa kathiran wa wa yahdibi kathiran wa Allah through the Quran itself will misguide many people and He'll guide many people and He won't misguide people except for those who are. Their their like mind is focused on on on, on fisk and um, profligacy. Otherwise, now you see these kind of like packaged arguments uh, against the vicar of Allah Taala, repackaging all of the deen in order to like divest it of anything uh, having to do with the remembrance of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, uh, and all of it is like really fundamentally missing a deeper point, uh, which is very uh, eloquently summarized. Uh, by the rasul sallallahu that for me to say this tasbih of the malaika even one time it's more virtuous uh, you know to me than the entire what the what the uh, sun is raised over so says well that's a lot imagine the whole solar system you have the entire solar system that's a lot so why would why would subhanallah alhamdulillah la ilaha illallah wallahu akbar be better than any of that because it's the point it's the point Allah Ta'ala made you for وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجَنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ عِبَادة means what? عِبَادة means just we hear and we obey it has a, a secondary meaning of doing those things that we understand in order to make Allah Ta'ala pleased with us. but the primary meaning is what? just you hear and you obey whether you understand or you don't understand it doesn't matter people say oh صَعَبْ I've been praying you know for so many years but I got nothing from it. What do you mean? I don't feel any particular way. I don't feel like it's changed me. I don't feel like it's this. I don't feel good when I pray. I don't, you know, I just, I don't feel the sweetness when I pray. So what, what more do you want than Allah gave you a commandment and you've been fulfilling it for 20 years? What, like, what else do you want other than that? Like, what is, what is a better thing than that to say on the day of judgment? That I fulfilled the commandment of the Lord. If a person is looking for something other than that and they're barking barking up the wrong tree. Otherwise, if you want to feel spiritual, I suggest trying out weed. Like, you know, it's LSD. What is it like Joe Rogan? The guy literally look at how his eyes light up. Like somebody mentioned, like somebody like went into a gathering in, you know, someone went into a masjid in, in, in Pakistan that has more neon green than a casino has. And said Medina, and look how people's eyes will like light up. These guys, LSD and DMT and God knows what other mushrooms and all of this other stuff. That's what you want to have. That you can have. They're, you'll, they're, you'll have like a little salamander come up to you and tell you, by the way, you should make more thicker. Which is actually <laughs> apparently happens to people. Uh, and I still don't recommend doing it. But like, I don't know. You're the. You can tell me. You know more about you know your doctor doctory stuff, right? But, like, you know, the people, people will, like, make Toba, and they'll, like, they'll, after having these, like, weird, like, psychedelic experiences, and they'll start, they'll like, I understand, all of a sudden, and they just, like, I was, you know, and I'm, like, still, it's still Haram. <laughs> what kind of weirdo are you? You need to have a magic mushroom in order to, you know, like, LSD is, like... Only in common usage because of MK Ultra it's like this weird satanic like mind control program that the CIA ran off the books and it's only after they got busted for like doing super like unethical type of stuff. God knows how many people they killed and messed up in, in order to, you know, and then like and then some of the guys who were in the lab testing other people like against their will and without consent or information or whatever. They're like, oh, let's try it ourselves, right? <laughs> Allah give you a brain, man. <laughs> Mashallah, you don't have to. You, you don't have to. You don't have to go there. The point is, Allah Taala says, he says "I didn't create the mankind of the jinn in order, to, except for in order to worship Me." So if you have a screwdriver that cannot get screws out, and a hammer that can't put nails in, and you know, if you have a uh, vacuum cleaner that doesn't pick up dust, and if you have, you know, a, a she, she, you know sheepdog that doesn't herd sheep, and it's all a waste. But when something does what it's there for, then it's it's. it's It's only then it has value it's only then it has value otherwise if you want to you can put like you know you can put your like orange juice on the whatever the the cd-rom drive you can stick your like glass on it uh, in in the old computers you know that people used to have now i guess they don't even have those in computers anymore but like this is a joke in the old days that people like oh the cup holder in my computer is not working properly you know it's not Okay, you can put your cup over, but it's not what it's for. It doesn't have use until you actually get a CD, then you're like, oh, now I know what the point of this thing is. And so, this is uh, one of the weird, many tragedies of cutting the dhikr of Allah out of the deen is that it's like using the CD ROM holder for, like, you know, to, to be your cup holder. Once a person actually sticks a CD in there And like sees like Oh this can do a lot more than just <laughs> then, then, you, then you'll realize what, what it's for And then the, the saying of the Rasul Will make sense Otherwise there are many people mashallah, Very devout Very excited Muslims In the same way that many people Are very excited about the the Chicago Bulls You know um, And so they're like oh, But this doesn't make sense Because if everything that the sun rises over If it was mine Then I'll become I'll make a caliphate And we'll cut off the hands of thieves And we'll Uh, you know, will stone adulterers and will distribute zakat to the poor and this, you know, it'll be like what the USSR was supposed to be but with like more namaz and like, you know, like (laughs) okay okay, great but if you don't like praying right now like (laughs) in the first place maybe you're putting the 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 card in front of the donkey and so this is this is what what it's meant by that otherwise if a person actually has the love of these things then inshallah all of those other things will will have not the USSR part, i don't think there's any benefit in that but the the rest of it inshallah there'll be some benefit in it inshallah wa anhu ta'ala anhu sallallahu قال من قال لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير في يوم مئة مرة كانت له, كانت له عدلة عشر رقاب كتبت له وكتبت له مئة حسنة ومحيت عنه مئة سيئة وكانت له حرزاً من الشيطاني يومه ذلك حتى يمسي ولم يأتي أحد بأفضل مما جاء به إلا رجل عمل أكثر منهم وقال من قال سبحان الله وبحمده في يوم مئة مرة حطت خطاياه وإن كانت مثل زبد البحر متفق عليه Rasulullah said that whoever says there's no God except for Allah alone and without any partner, to him belongs dominion and uh, to him belongs praise. And he uh, has power over all things. His omnipotence uh, stretches to all things. Uh, whoever says that, La ilaha wahdahu la sharika lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu ala kulli shayin qadir, in a day, a hundred times. That person uh, will receive the reward equivalent to freeing 10 slaves, and that person will receive a hundred uh, good deeds. and the person will have a hundred sins wiped out uh, from their uh, record from their account. and that person, it will be for them a protection from Shaitan in, in that day until the night. and nobody will have done anything better than him except for the person who does more of the same, even more. And uh, uh, the person who says SubhanAllahu Bi Hamdihi a hundred times in his day. That person, all of his sins are offloaded from him even if they're like the froth on the sea. And even if some people don't like hearing it, it's still true. Obviously you owe people stuff, that's between you and them, you got to straighten that out. But this is between you and the Rabb tabarak ta'ala. And this is another wonderful thing about the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala, which is what? Man, Allah Ta'ala forgives people. And to make Allah Ta'ala happy It's not difficult. It's difficult for us, you know, like to get over ourselves. But once you do that, it's not hard. It's not hard to make the Rabb Ta'ala happy. And uh, if some people don't like it, they don't like it. That's their problem, I guess. But this is another thing to remember with Allah Ta'ala. This is why I mean, good people, they also commit sins as well. But be careful about them. People of ilm, people of knowledge, people of dhikr, because they may mess up, but they also know how to make up up with Allah Ta'ala as well. They also know how to make up with Allah Ta'ala. Maybe we also be people who know how to make up with Allah Ta'ala after screwing things up as well. Mm -hmm. Allah Ta'ala give us all tawfiq, but it's something to remember about Allah Ta'ala, that it doesn't take a lot to make Him happy. It doesn't take a lot for you to make up with Him. And you screw up again, you make up with Him again. Again, it doesn't mean that we're not obliged to clean up our mess with other people. Uh, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something that we have to do but uh, and that that we won't be let go of uh, until we do it but it's it's such a it's such a great thing he says that uh, that even if their sins are as plentiful as the froth on the the bubbles on the top of the, the surface of the ocean that all of them will be forgiven and it's not really a whole lot it's not really a whole lot is it a hundred times uh, it's not it's not uh, it's not it's not a lot وعن ابي ايوب الانصاري رضي الله تعالى عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من قال لا اله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير عشر مرات كان كما أعتقد انفس من ولد اسماعيل متفق عليه أبو الأنصاري رضي الله تعالى عنه. he mentions that whoever the sanjakdar uh, of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the flag bearer that, that is, uh, maqam is in uh, in 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 istanbul although the place that his maqam is is known by kash so who knows if he's actually buried there or not Inshallah, we have of the Mashaykh. but if it's not a point of aki that any rate, it may not be exactly there but it's somewhere around there it's known that he's buried in the city somewhere uh, and uh, a source of baraka for the people of that city and a source of honor for them as well that uh he narrates from the messenger of Allah Wasallam that whoever says la ilaha illallah, ahdahu la sharika lahu lahul mulku wa lahul hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayn qadir. Ten times that person is like they, they will get the reward as if they freed four slaves uh, 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 from uh, for like living beings, bre- breaths meaning uh, living being, being slaves from the progeny of Sayyidina Ismail alayhi salam. Which is another interesting side note, which is that people always say, oh, Islam, slavery, you know, Islam, slavery, uh, how can you believe in that and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Islam has something called slavery and America had something called slavery. They're two very different things. Here, the purpose of mentioning the Ismail is that those are the Ashraf of, of the Arab, right? They're the honored, the nobles of the Arabs, the descendants of Sayyidina Ismail, and it's still possible for them to be enslaved whereas in America or Europe or whatever they had this kind of like weird race or color-based slavery or whatever, that it was possible, it is possible for a person to be a nobleman but be put into, to put into bondage, which means that it's not a, it's, it's radically different, that a person can be a shari'f, a noble person and still find themselves in that circumstance, which was undoubtedly the circumstance of many of our, the forefathers of many of our brothers and sisters. Uh, and uh, many of their forefathers were also our brothers and sisters. May Allah ta'ala give hidayah to their progeny and to all people. Amin. But uh, but he says that the four, four slaves for saying it ten times. So the math is. It seems to. It seems not to follow a linear trajectory. Uh, so a person who cannot do a lot, let them do less. In the old days, people used to make a lot of thicker. They used to make a lot of thicker that's why, you know, amongst them there were people who seemed incorruptible obviously only Allah is incorruptible only the prophets are incorruptible but there are some people whose corruption is so small that the fraction of corruption inside of them is less than the number of quarks in the universe or similar to it, to the point where people like you and me will never see, will never see where that corruption is uh, and the reason and the way that people got to that point is what is by their you know it's partially I mean, it's by the father of allah ta'ala and it's also partially by their uh by their own desiring it and their own wanting it and their own extending themselves making in order to reach that point uh, and so if people nowadays did it then why not that being case that being said if you can't you know say this la ilaha illallah all these other ethkar that are going to be mentioned in this chapter. Uh, uh, you know, if you can't say them a uh, hundred times, say them ten times. If you can't say them uh, ten times, say them one time. If you can't say them once, then you have to admit you just don't want to say it. All the urad, you can take a discount on them. Because saying, it is, saying some of it is better than saying none of it. The point is to start somewhere... And to go as much as you know, to do as much as you can. At that point, if you don't want to, you know, you, you know, if you if you can't save even the minimum, then you don't want to. It's fine. Don't beat yourself up. If a person is going to be like saying la ilaha illallah ten thousand times every night when they sing, they're not going to sleep at night, they're going to frazzle the next day. How many days are you going to continue it to? One day you're just going to over over you know oversleep. You'll miss Fajr, You'll miss everything. It's not that's not what you're you're supposed to do. The whole point is that the deen there's nobody who can do everything. No one can even do everything that the Rasul ﷺ did. Or get anywhere close to that. So the point is to do as much as you can. Uh, and if you can't even do that, because even that no one can do. <laughs> Everyone will fall short of, even, the, even if, you know, like, فَاتَّقُوا Even people will fall short of that as well. Do something better than nothing and keep pushing the needle, you know, what will happen is your ahwal in this world will always push you back So you also have to push back against it. Just keep pushing the needle But don't you know, you don't have to go overboard you're not supposed to go overboard and there's no benefit in going overboard But uh, but uh, the you know the first me- mention of this was what the weirdest thing at 100 times and now the mention is of uh, saying 10 times uh, So a person should not be should not allow their inability to do more. Because sometimes doing less is what opens the door to being able to do more. One of the rewards of saying it ten times is you might be able to say it a hundred times afterward. If you can say it a hundred times from the beginning, good for you. And if you can't even say it ten, then start with one. Uh, this is also remembering Allah Ta'ala. This is also the dhikr of Allah Ta'ala. وَعَنَ أَبِي ذَرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهِ قَالَ رَسُولُ in Ahab al kalam ila allah subhanahu wa bihamdihi rawahu muslim abu dharr al ghifari radiyallahu ta'ala who said that the messenger of allah sallallahu said shall i not inform you about one of the things that are the most beloved of speech to uh, to, to allah uh, he says indeed the belo- most beloved of speech to allah ta'ala is to say subhanallah wa bihamdihi exalted is allah ta'ala above blemish and to him be praise and so the the, the notes in the hashiya are what? Is that kalami min kalam kalam al Min kalam kalam Al Admiyin Al 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 Adiyin. That from the kalam of normal people, not from the Kalam of the Prophet and not from the Kalam of the Rabul Alameen, the things that are in the Quran. So a person should not be too literalistic with it. They should understand things in context. But it's beloved to Allah Allah, Allah loves it that a person should say it so he didn't say he didn't say that the most beloved kalam is to get up on Facebook and tell everybody about how bad Democrats and Republicans are, or God knows whatever other isms that you don't like, some justifiably so. Uh, rawahu Muslim. Abu Malik al Ashari Ta'ala anhu He said that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that, that purification is half of Iman. Uh, here often oftentimes people translate it as cleanliness. Um, it's cleanliness but in, in particular it's uh, 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 it's ritual cleanliness. Not just having things, uh, you know. Not just having things uh, look fancy, uh, or or what a person would, you know. Because there are many people say, "Oh, look, the, you know, the Muslim world is so dirty and the mall is so clean." Not really. The mall is pretty filthy when you see, you know, like the dudes like a cuff of his uh, pants like sweep past the urinal, and picking up whatever, you know, spotting and liquid is there on the floor. You know, but it looks it looks fancy for sure. It looks fancy for sure, and there are many 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 uh, bathrooms in the Muslim world. That I'm not going to lie, they look and smell like a disaster. But if you put your chapels on, you don't have to touch anything, and you can you know make out without you know make out of it untouched uh, from from any of that stuff. But the point is, is that the Tahur that's mentioned here is primarily first. Ritual purity, and then other things afterward, to a lesser extent. Um, but uh, the tahura is half of your, half of half of faith. Uh, you know, it's important. It's important. You take your socks off and wash your feet. Don't cheat yourself with regards to whether there's something not just in your food. Don't cheat yourself with regards to whether there's not just in your drink. Don't cheat yourself with regards to whether there's not just on your clothing or in your environment or whether something is najis or not, be careful about all of these things. Be careful about all of these things, because a person's laxity in them is what allows shaitan access to them. And then further, the Rasul sallallahu that wa continues continues, to, they to say, Alhamdulillah, to be genuinely grateful to Allah Ta'ala, fills the mizan, fills the scale pan of good deeds, and saying, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, both of them together, they fill uh, or uh, that one utterance fills uh, what is between the heavens and the earth with, the, with goodness. وان سعد ibn Abi وقاص رضي الله تعالى عنه قال جاء أَعْرَابِيٌ الى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال علمني كلاما اقوله قال قل لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له الله اكبر كبيرا والحمد لله رب العالمين ولا حول ولا قُوَّةَ الا بالله العزيز الحكيم فهؤلاء لي ربي قال فهؤلاء لي ربي فمالي قال قل اللهم اغفر لي وارحمني واهدني وارزقني رواه oh, مسلم that a bedouin once came to the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said uh, he said uh, sa'ad bin abu quassin said a bedouin once came to the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he said teach me some speech that i can say uh, some words that I can say. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi replied, say La ilaha illallahu ahdahula sharikallahu there's no God except for Allah alone and without any partner. Allahu Akbar kabira, and Allah Ta'ala is greater than other things and emphatic greatness. Walhamdulillah and all praises to Allah uh, a plentiful uh, praise. And uh subhanallahhi alameen and exalted above blemishes, Allah the Lord of the world. And that there is no force that can protect against disobedience or power to establish the obedience of Allah except for with Allah, uh, the mighty and the wise. So the Bedouin, in very characteristic Bedouin style, he said, This is all for Allah Ta'ala. What, what can I say for me? The Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, "Say, O oh Allah, forgive me, and have mercy on me, and guide me, and provide for me." And this this, ex, this utterance is also mentioned earlier in the Riyadh of Salihin. Uh, I don't think I read it here in the Rabat. I, I think I read it like in Seattle, when the dars was there, like a long time ago. But, uh, but but one of the companions, anhu, mentioned that I saw that when somebody would accept Islam, a new person who would nearly accept Islam, that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu would instruct him to make this du'a in this delsa between the two, the two sajdas of the salat. So we're also kind of new to Islam, so we should say it too, inshallah. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, I hope us, uh, you know, stick with this Islam thing. sallallahu ta'ala ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi